Welcome to Vitality Made Simple. The following production is for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you need medical advice, call your doctor. Now, let's go to Vitality Made Simple. Welcome to Vitality Made Simple, the podcast that empowers you to feel younger, look younger, and to more fully enjoy the many relationships in your life. You know, it's all about relationships. And today we're going to talk about osteoporosis because that osteoporosis can certainly negatively impact your relationships. And it impacts your ability to just live life, get out and uh, enjoy life to the fullest. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osmond, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. Now, this is episode number 100. Oh my goodness, it goes by so speedy quick. And that's why we want to nurture vitality at any age that you are. We want to nurture vitality in all areas because life just goes by too fast. Uh, We want physical and intellectual vigor. We want to have zest for life. And so today we're going to explore Uh, the current and the relevant research concerning the risk factors for osteoporosis. Now, by the end of this brief podcast, you're going to be able to to better assess your own risk factors. And this is not just about, you know, old women or people over, uh, you know, past menopause. Uh, This is about all ages. Uh, I'm also going to talk about what you need to know about DEXA scans. And then next week, we're going to talk specifically about simple strategies that you can take to prevent osteoporosis or to actually strengthen your bones, to to sort of regrow bone strength. But first, I want to tell you a true story from my patient family. That's been at least 15 years ago, and a patient called me uh, asking for advice regarding this persistent canker sore in her mouth. You know, canker sores, that little thing inside your mouth that can just get in the way of eating and talking. Now, this woman had been a patient for 20 years, and she was actually a retired dental hygienist. So she knew a lot about her health. So she, she came in and showed me what was bothering her. It looked exactly like a canker sore, and I was like, oh, good news. I have a new laser, so I'm going to zap it. So I actually zapped it with my laser and she said, oh, it already feels better, Dr. Debbie. So I said, well, call me if if it doesn't totally go away. Well, about two weeks later, she called me and she said, oh my goodness, it's back with a vengeance. Um, So I said, come in immediately. Well, um, as you know, as God would have it, we had just purchased a a new 3D cone beam. Now, a 3D cone beam shows areas in your mouth from all three planes, front to back, top to bottom, and side to side. Uh, Dr. Thomas Levy and I talked a lot about the value of cone beam radiography back in episode 89. So catch that one if you're interested, because you really do need to go to a dentist who has a cone beam and knows how to read it. Now, what I found based on this uh, amazing new uh, x-ray, it's not new now. I mean, the, the technology is getting better, but even then I could see this big hole in her jaw. Now I looked at that hole and I thought, this looks like, um, osteonecrosis. That is a side effect of 
the osteoporotic medications. I won't say the name of the medication, but these are bisphosphonates. And the one that she had been taken, she was taking to the max, if you get my drift. Now, every drug has side effects, which doesn't mean that the benefits don't outweigh the risk. But this is a very serious side effect. It can be considered very rare unless it is that it happens to you. So uh, I asked the patient about her use of this um, bisphosphonate. And she said she'd been taking it for 10 years, but she had not put it on her health history. She'd not told me about it. And uh, she said, well, I didn't think you'd need to know. And here I considered her to be a very well-informed patient. Uh, And in fact, her doctor had had her on it for over 10 years, when in fact, the package insert said at that time not to use it for more than seven years. So I immediately called uh, the oral surgeon who uh, saw her that day, admitted her to the hospital that day, and put her in for surgery to remove this area of basically a dead bone. So she was in the hospital three days. This was not a small surgery. And this is a very important issue that I think you need to know about. Uh, When you're taking any medication, there are... benefits and there are risks, but you've got to know everything that's happening. And osteoporosis is also a huge issue. It's impacting millions and millions of people. And and of course, that impacts relationships. It's of course, mostly women, but there are also men and even children who are suffering from osteoporosis. People are getting younger and younger. You you know, you may not think of your bones as being alive, but they, they certainly are. When we think of our skeleton, we, you know, picture some Halloween skeleton, and think of these hard, dry sticks uh, with maybe a soft center. But um, our bones are very dynamic. At every age, every day, uh, our bodies are breaking down old bone and replacing it with new bone. So in reality, our bones are actually living tissues and they are teeming with minerals, nutrients, and a very rich blood supply uh, and lots more. Interestingly, infants begin life with about 300 bones, but by adulthood, the skeleton typically has only about 206. Before the age of 30, you're actually building up your bone bank account, but then you can start losing bones. So see, it may be diagnosed at 60, but it really starts much earlier. This is news you can use. You know, the typical person starts losing bone long before they reach the age when osteoporosis would be suspected. It's a very gradual process. The word osteoporosis literally means porous bones. Uh, And and you don't have to be from Oklahoma to know that porous bones are not good. Uh, You know, this disease can steal your vitality, impacts your relationships. And but I want to emphasize that there's lots and lots of hope today. You may choose medication, but there's a lot of other options. Our bones are constantly breaking down and they're constantly rebuilding. We just have to know what is potentially speeding up the breakdown. And then we have to learn how to speed up and nurture the rebuilding. Now think of this uh, bone remodeling like an algebraic equation. You don't want to lose more than you're rebuilding. Uh, And every, you know, every day is New Year's Day for your bones. I mean, they're throwing off old bone cells and they're bringing in new. It just has to really be in balance. Osteoporosis is really just weakened bones because that equation is 
out of balance. And of course, it doesn't happen overnight. I always laugh when people say, oh, I just got osteoporosis. And I did a podcast way back called uh, Diabetes is Not a Pooping Bird. Uh, meaning that, you know, you're not just walking along and something just happens. Suddenly, suddenly you have type 2 diabetes or suddenly you have osteoporosis. It's the same way. It's a gradual process. Uh, so there's things you can do. You don't have to walk along being scared that you're going to get osteoporosis. Uh, osteoporosis actually starts with thin bones. And the word for that is osteopenia. And that is just the same problem. It's this uh, imbalance in bone resorption, uh, you know, the natural breakdown of tissue. The cells that break down in your bone are called osteoclasts. And the cells that rebuild are called osteoblast. In osteopenia, the bone breakdown is increased and the bone formation is decreased, which leads to this um, net loss of bone mass and a weakened skeletal structure. So, so in our current uh, environment, osteoporosis is on the increase in all age groups. Uh, this And this can so happen just with all that's happening with our food, you know, with our environmental toxins, with stress, all these things affect your bone density. And so therefore... I've seen too often that people just think this loss in bone strength is inevitable. Uh, they almost consider it normal. But a vitality made simple, you know, we're not settling for normal. We want to resist normal. Remember, normal is whatever is typical in a society at a time. It's what's familiar. And so many times usual and this usual and regular pattern is not good. Consider what normal is in our world. It's dehydrated, irritated, constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, inflamed, and totally stressed out. All of those things are going to contribute to osteoporosis. You know, so we don't want to be normal. How in the world do you know if your bones are getting thin or porous? We obviously don't want to wait till something breaks because osteoporosis is really, in osteopenia, are very silent diseases. Currently, the primary diagnostic tool is the DEXA scan. Now, uh, that stands for dual energy X-ray absorbometry. No, Ugh. okay. That stands for dual energy X-ray absorbiometry. That stands for dual energy X-ray absorbiometry. <laughs> that stands for dual X-ray absorb. Absorptiometry. No. <laughs> that stands for dual x-ray absorbiometry. <laughs> okay. We don't care what that stands for. Uh, the DEXA scan measures <laughs> bone mineral density, the concentration of minerals, you know, such as calcium and magnesium within any section of bone. Now, it's currently considered to be the best predictor of uh, whether or not you're going to have a bone fracture in the future. And this DEXA scan measures four areas. It measures the lumbar spine, the, which is the lower back. It measures total hip. Uh, it measures the nick of the femur, where, you know, that's where the ball and shaft attach. And it measures the mid shaft of the forearm. Now, obviously, the lower your mo bone mineral density, the higher your risk for breakage. Uh, so when you get a DEXA scan, you generally get two scores. You get a T-score and a Z-score. The T-score is a comparison of your bone 
your bone density to the bone density of the same gender at ages 26 to 29. So we said earlier that at 30, you know, that's your maximum bone density. The Z-score that you get is a comparison of your bone density to that of the same age and gender. So, you know, you really want to compare yourself to that younger person, I think. Um, you know, the DEXA scan is considered to be the gold standard, uh, but it but it does have some shortcomings. And I want you to be very aware of this. Specific machines can vary at different times. There can be as much as a three to 5% margin of error error on average. So, so for example, if you're told that you have gained or lost 2% of your bone mass, then uh, this is considered within the normal margin of error. And the testing facilities have to really stay on top of their game in having their machines evaluated for what's called the least significant change. This is called the LSC. And that means that um, there, there will be variations between you know, two tests on the same person with the same machine and by the same technician. Technician, so they they build that into your results. Now, this LSC uh, designation will appear on your test if the facility uh, where you had it done um, has established it. Otherwise, the margin of error is assumed to be five percent. You know, which is quite a bit. You know, different machines may bear, vary be, depending on their calibration, and uh, no two machines produce the same results. They require excellent, excellent maintenance. Now, also, uh, your physical placement in the machine matters. People have to be placed correctly, and it's not like just anybody can do this. Some technicians are actually certified, and they've passed rigorous exams to know exactly how to take your scan. Uh, The positioning can't just be, you know, rushed. It can't just be, oh, stand there, you know, hold on, and then they push a button. Uh, It's very important to note that um, it has to be done correctly. And also different radiologists may read the DEXA scan uh, differently, the same DEXA scan differently. Now, the the DEXA measures bone density, not bone quality. And this is important to remember. So next week, we're going to talk about a lot of things that are going to help you with bone quality. So if you're actively losing bone, you want to know why. You don't want to just settle for, oh, you're getting osteoporotic. Here's a prescription. You might choose to do a prescription, but you also want to do a lot of lifestyle measures. Finding out why will require much more in-depth sleuthing. Now, we want to know what causes this imbalance so that we can be proactive instead of reactive and just waiting until something breaks and maybe then you're grounded and can't uh, be doing the things you want in your life. Too many people discover that they have osteopenia, osteoporosis, uh, you know, when they fracture something. It might be a wrist, a hip, or even a vertebral fracture. Uh, A person might notice that they're getting shorter. So it's very important to know the risk factors. This knowledge is certainly power. And therefore, it's beneficial to, um, to know what risk factors you can change and the ones you can't change. Today, we're going to just quickly cover a little bit of both, but there's going to be a lot more next week. Um, number one, you can't change the past. So as you listen to this podcast, I don't want you to have regrets or have stress. Uh, life is just way too short for that. You want to look in the direction you want to go. You can't change the past. One thing you can't change is your childhood nutritional deficiencies or the um, 
the lack of nutrition that you received as a child. You can't change whether or not you exercised in the past, but you can change tomorrow. Gender is a risk factor. Women are four times more susceptible to osteoporosis, and early menopause is certainly a risk factor. So if you pass through menopause before the age of 45, you're more prone to osteopenia, osteoporosis. Some surgeries can increase your risk of susceptibility, and those would be things like... um, a uh, gastric bypass, a thyroidectomy, a hysterectomy with removal of ovaries. You know, there are a lot of things. Of course, age is also a risk factor, but this is not just an old person's disease. Now, some medical conditions uh, such as type 1 diabetes and lactose intolerant, uh, then there are quite a few others, can also increase your risk for thinning bones. Uh, there are lots of medications that impact your risk. And this is where you might have some some variability and some choices. There are things like laxatives, you know, chronic antacid use, anticonvulsants, methotrexate, um, some antidepressants increase your use, uh, loop di- diuretics, protein pump inhibitors, that's a biggie, 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 uh, will increase your risk. And acid blocking, any kind of acid blocking drug is going to matter. Uh, some chemotherapeutic agents will actually um, increase your risk. You want to read the fine print on anything that you're taking. So so although everything that I've just listed is a risk factor, there are uh, so many things you can change. So to have hope, this is all about hope. I want everyone to know what is impacting you, but not to dwell on it. So next week, we're going to talk about strategies, things that you can change. There are so many like fun ways that you can seriously decrease your chances of getting thin bones. Now, generally, osteoporosis is divided into three categories. Uh, one is primary osteoporosis. Now, that's associated with aging or postmenopausal estrogen loss. Uh, there's secondary osteoporosis, which is stemming from diseases and medication or lifestyle issues. You have lots and lots of power here. And then there's idiopathic osteoporosis. Whenever you see that word idio, you know, just think of other words that have idio, you know, like idiot, but idiot. It basically means that we have no clue in this area. Uh, The causes of idiopathic osteoporosis cannot be determined. And fortunately, this one's very, very rare. And I think it's more rare than like everybody, you know, the medical establishment, establishment thinks it's rare because, you know, once again, osteoporosis is not a pooping bird there is usually a cause. We just have to find the cause. We have to dig deep and look for the cause. So in next week's podcast, um, there's lots and lots of hope. And we're going to find out reasons. Hopefully, it will help you find the reason that you're suffering from osteopenia or osteoporosis, you know, just whatever the cause is that you're losing bone. We just have to find it. So join me for strategies, real strategies that you can incorporate. Um, You don't have to expect to get osteoporosis and you don't have to uh, only rely on prescription drugs to keep your bones strong. Remember, the story uh, that I told you about my patient earlier. She she didn't have strategies. She did after that happened. I gave her strategies. And there is so much you can do. We're going to explore all of that next week. So thank you so much for joining me today. It just feels so good to feel good. Remember, don't let health be confusing. Don't let it be expensive. And, and 
keep it fun. Uh, I'm a social media introvert. I'm trying to change that and come out of my shell, but it's a slow process. And I very much thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing, but it's because of all your sharing that this podcast is growing so greatly. Um, it's This is episode 100 and we're now in 84 countries and 1,735 cities. That is because of you. Together, we're going to feel better. We're going to look better and we're going to better enjoy the relationships in our life. We can all enjoy together living younger, living longer. Blessings until next time. (laughs) 